<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? What's happening, weirdos? <laughs> got the biggest weirdo of all right here. OMG's up. Uh, nice speech there. Okay. This is a really great one. Yeah. It's number 49, which I think is a prime number. (laughs) Well, I know it's a prime podcast. Oh, my God. 49 prime number. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Google. You're being so funny right now. It's 49 a prime number and then in huge, Huge bold, no. The first thing you see when you get to the search page is no. It's a semi-prime. Yeah, Um, but I get semi-primes all the time. It's not going to get the job Just wait until it gets fully primed before (laughs) you're going to want. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. (laughs) Let's get this 49 to a prime. Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. We're so happy you're here. If you like this show as much as we love checking in with you guys and you want to support and you're able to, try a Pete's Pick, like the one we talk about in this episode and we're going to be talking about because it's definitely changed our lives, is the Apollo Neuro. The Apollo Neuro is a wearable, I wear it on my wrist, that sends vibrations, uh, very, very specific, scientifically researched and designed patterns of vibration that sends a very clear and hearable signal. (laughs) Hearable. I don't think you can hear it. Discernible. No, I mean your nervous system can hear it. yes. It speaks to your nervous system in its own language. Yes. It sends messages to your nervous system. It's like wearing a hug. It is the, it's the technology of touch. It's the technology of being held. It's the technology of a hug. It basically is a hug, a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. You can wear it on the wrist or the ankle. Some people really like it on the ankle, especially when they're going to sleep. Apollo Neuro, Neuro delivers gentle, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. For us, we I've been using it for a month. I mean, yeah. I'm wearing it. We're wearing it. I'm, wearing I'm only mine. not You're wearing mine because I'm charging it because I'm constantly using it. And so I'm throwing it on the charge right now. I didn't even know they sponsored this episode. And this episode starts talk with about me it. talking about which setting I was putting my Apollo on. Because you put yours on social and open, mm-hmm. uh, which this is just to speak about how effective it is. Sometimes social and open, it, it's it's so useful that I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's not, it's no joke. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'll put it on social and open. If I'm already feeling social and open, I will not put it on social and open <laughs> because it's going to up that feeling. It's going to increase that feeling of, of uh, feeling like talking, but I was already feeling like talking before we, t- we laugh about this, but before a hike or a workout energy and wake up, man, that's intense mm-hmm. in a great way. Mm-hmm. You feel it and it's just sending. You know how when you go to a, a, a sports event <laughs> or you go to a TV taping, more likely for me, they'll play music that has like a beat mm-hmm. and that's to get everybody in the audience jacked because it gets your heartbeat sinking to that vibration. That's similar to what Energy and Wake Up is doing. Yeah. It's like music that you feel and it gets your heart flowing, it gets your blood flowing and you want and you're ready for your workout. After words rebuild and recover sort of the opposite it's sending a soothing message to help your body rebuild i use that after stressful situations i'm using it 
constantly. Yeah, I use that one constantly, too. We came home from our great, we talk about this in the episode, our great night at Largo, but it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. I, stress doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yeah, or it was just, just a stimulation. Lot coming, a lot of stimulation. So on the ride home, I put on Rebuild and Recover, and I can feel myself coming back into my body and, mm-hmm. and slowing down. After we watched, we went to see Green Knight. The Green Knight, yeah. And yep. this, the previews should have started with, like... Here's a warning. Yeah. You guys like horror? <laughs> yeah. Some of the scariest previews we've ever seen. And it was so stressful to me that I I pulled, I put my uh, Apollo on Rebuild and Recover and put it on for the entirety of the movie yeah. and felt it regulate my nervous system. It's also just one of the best things for me to know there's something you can do. Yeah. I, yep. The value of that, I can't overstate. Clear and focused is one of the settings. I use that when I'm working. Meditation and mindfulness is really what converted me to a hardcore Apollo believer because the first time I sat and meditated on the meditation and mindfulness at about 35%, so you almost can't even feel it, but it's still getting into your nervous system. I dropped easily into the deepest and most rejuvenating, stress-reducing, transcendent meditation I've had in years. It reminded me of the first time I meditated after someone taught me TM, which you usually kind of have beginner's luck Mm -hmm. when you do it the first time. I had it that deep, and it wasn't a fluke. Mm -hmm. Now, every time I look forward to having my time meditating because I feel like I have an ally. Mm. And it basically meditates for you because meditating is like a repetition of a frequency that soothes you and lulls you into a feeling of comfort in your body so you can kind of dissociate from your mind and rest in your awareness. Mm. I can't believe there's a wearable tech that helps with that, but I swear it does, and it's unbelievable. Relax and unwind is the setting. I put it on when we're watching TV at night, just preps me for bed. And I actually sleep with it on because I put Sleep and Renew, mm. uh, which I had seen a TED Talk about how rhythms and slowing oh, yeah. down, if you're, if you're drumming on your leg and then you slow that rhythm down, it helps you fall asleep. Yeah. And I was like, why am I drumming on my leg? Isn't there something that can <laughs> simulate that? Yeah, there is. It's called the Apollo. Yeah. And it, it literally lulls you to sleep, making it so much easier to fall asleep. If it did any one of those things, I would be shouting from the rooftops. It does all of those things. Neuro automatically, uh, Apollo automatically trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrists who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years and their effects the Apollo's effects on sleep stress cognitive performance and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies I know there's a risk when you talk about something it sounds like snake oil or it sounds mm-hmm. too good to be true mm-hmm. this is like this is a science product we're not selling yeah. crystals here yeah we're selling uh, or we're, we're telling you about something that actually that, is working for that has, us currently. <laughs> that's right. And has data to back it up. Yes. So you can get 10% off. I highly recommend it clearly and show your support of the show. Uh, let our advertisers know that these ads work. That's basically what we're asking. But also do something for yourself. Apollo Neuro. A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash. Weird. That's 10% off and show your support. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird. Yeah, baby. Very good. Very good. I also, I said this yesterday, but it's true. Yesterday I flipped a five egg omelet. Wow. (laughs) How's your day going? (laughs) All because of the incredible cookware that we've gotten now from Made 
in made and makes professional quality cookware and kitchenware, helping anyone to become capable of making restaurant quality food at home. So if you guys are serious about cooking and you want to show your support of the show and make better and better tasting food, you should invest in your kitchen tools. And Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. And we have an incredible discount for you guys today. I use their nonstick fry pan, which is unbelievable. It's easy to clean. It's easy to flip things. It's easy to, uh, the heat distributes incredibly evenly. And it's no surprise. Maiden produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source their finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. That's key. Their products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. They're, as I said, it distributes heat evenly. They go easily from the stovetop to the oven, and their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. They have 32,000 and counting five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. So get some made in. If you're cooking, if you're cutting, if you're drinking wine, this is a great way to show your support of the show, which we deeply appreciate. Made in, better cookware for better meals. Right now, Made in is offering Weirdos 15% off your first order when you use promo code WEIRD. That's the best discount available anywhere online for Made in products. So go to madeincookware.com. That's M A D E I N cookware.com slash WEIRD. And use promo code WEIRD for 15% off your. Your or first order, <laughs> your weird order. Oh my god, that's madeincookware.com slash weird and use promo code weird. Get yourself some dope ass cookware and show your support of this show. Last but not least, I always shake it. Ooh, I'm running low. I, I have so much more in the house. It's Alpha Brain from our friends at On It, one of the longest running Pete's picks because I've been using it consistently for six or seven years now. It is a nootropic, helps support memory and focus. There hasn't been in the six, seven years I've been taking it. I haven't had a podcast recording. I haven't done stand-up. I haven't written a script. I haven't done anything, including just going on a date or going to a party uh, that involves my brain. I always, always, always take two or three Alpha Brain 15 minutes beforehand. It's not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. It doesn't get you all jacked up or get your blood pumping. It's just nutrition. It's earth-grown nutrients that your brain needs to function at its optimum level. And I swear by it. What are you doing in your life that wouldn't be better if your brain was functioning a little bit better? Mm -hmm. I wish I knew about it in college. I'm so glad I know about it now. It is absolutely a secret weapon and a wonderful plant ally that I swear by. I have it in the car. I have it in all my travel bags. I have it in the pockets of my coats. I've had fans come up and ask me for Alpha Brain, seeing if I mean it, and I really do. I've given it out. Loose Alpha Brain pills from my pocket. Uh, you shouldn't take loose pills from somebody, but uh, you could have because it was Alpha Brain. And uh, you can get 10% off anything you see at the uh, landing page. I believe there are some other products on there as well, like New Mood, which is unbelievable, a mood stabilizer. Um, go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Weird. And you'll get 10% off everything on that landing page and show your support of the show and do your brain a favor. Help it out. It's doing a lot for you, so help it function at its highest. Onit.com slash weird. <laughs> you guessed it. All right, guys. Oh, I have shows. August 19th, we have a live You Made It Weird Ooh. at Largo. Go to largo-la.com for tickets. August 19th, me and Val are doing a live we made it weird, basically, but with special guests. 
uh, and probably some music. I mean, we're going to pack it. We're going to do as much as we can to make that an unbelievable show. Be so nice to see some weirdos out live. September 3rd weekend, I'll be at the Brea Improv in Brea, California, B R E A Improv with Lara Bites, which is going to be incredible. Uh, sort of dipping my toe back in a uh, full stand up weekend. And also September 9th, I will be back doing my Living at Largo show. Again, that's my stand up show. We talked about it last this week. Phoebe Bridgers and Bo Burnham were there, as well as Robin Chan uh, and Emily Catalano. Um, incredible show. I believe next time Andrew Santino will be there. Always great. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to both the live We Made It Weird and the Living at Largo stand-up, or maybe see you in Brea. All right, Val? Get into it. <laughs> Were you not ready? I was going to say keep it crispy. <laughs> oh, my God. I love but you. But get into it. Let me just set my Apollo to clear and focused. Oh. Or should I go with open and social? <laughs> no fooling, Val? First of all, I was going to say, I really need this. Like, I'm coming in like I need a podcast with you. Oh, yeah. Coming in hot. Love it. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I just feel all jumbled and shuffled and not solid in my brain yeah. and, my, and my body. And like, yeah, I feel that way too a little bit. Do you? Yeah, I've got I've got some anxiety in my body this morning. I've had it since Okay, so the Largo show. I've had it since the Largo yeah. show. And I said this to you briefly last night um before we watched Frasier. <laughs> 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 it's all an excuse to be together. Mm-hmm. Frasier is definitely just an excuse to be together, but I don't think it's only that. It's a great show. It's a premium <laughs> show. I'm not Oh, I would defend Frasier. Till I was blue, green in the face. <laughs> blue is stage one. Blue, green is stage two. You're, st- you're starting to die. Yeah. That's how much I... Dr. Fraser Crane and Dr. Niles Crane. <laughs> Dr. Crane and Dr. Crane. It's such a part of my uh, life now. Because there's so many seasons of Fraser. So we've been watching it for years. <laughs> it feels that way. I walked by somebody who kind of looked like Niles. And I mm. said to myself out loud... Niles, <laughs> just because it's my life. Yeah. It's like such a part of my life. I said it as if it was like so hilarious, but like it's it's clearly very dated. Most people wouldn't know what the fuck I was saying. Remember, this is kind of a hardest laugh, and maybe we've shared it on the podcast. But remember when we asked if David Hyde? Yeah, we asked Alexa if David Hyde Pierce was gay, and she just said yes. <laughs> yeah, no, she said yes. David Hyde Pierce is gay. Yeah, and we're like. Wait. So you, many of usually, the questions. She goes, here's what I found on the web. Yes. David Hyde Pierce has been married, you know, and she might even. It was just really weird that she was like a robot in the room. Yeah. It was like, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> like we hear the sound of a can. Like this is what you hear in full. Alexa, is David Hyde Pierce gay? Uh, what? Yeah, he's gay. <laughs> Like, she's just kind of doing her own thing. I opened a can of Waterloo to make just that Just to bet. do that. I don't even want it. Oh, it I'm was a, worth I'm it. I'm a spinny D-man these days. I know, but... Yeah. I'll drink it. I'll drink it. Waterloo's great. That's black. I was just going to say, black but that's black cherry, really good. which is so But it's good. warm. It's been in here for weeks. Yeah. I was going to say one thing about your Apollo. I actually... This is how I know... The the Apollo is one of the sponsors of this, and we're both rocking it oh, like really? dorks. Yeah, I didn't even know that. No, it just it just started. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we're dorks. Like we're yeah. one of those couples that, <laughs> you know, like whenever you see an older man, like in his 60s, and he's wearing an Apple Watch, mm-hmm. look to the wife. She is also wearing an Apple Watch. (laughs) There's a 0% chance that if there's some anomaly, Mm -hmm. like a Fitbit, the husband is also wearing a Fitbit. If the wife is wearing... Or sometimes they're like children. Like older married couples are kind of like siblings. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh And if one of them is wearing like a hat that wicks water... Like some <laughs> Under Armour breathable cap. Yeah. The other one will be wearing an Under Armour yes. breathable cap. It's like, it's like, did your parents dress you? It's like the no, marriage because becomes the parents. It, or it's their kids become their parents. So their kids buy them both Fitbits for Christmas. Oh, that's sweet. Their kids like, you know, yeah, buy I, them those things. I, that, I like that. I always go to like... If it's it's like what's happening with us, I'm conceding that this is happening with us. Yeah, you got an Apollo. Yeah, and then I, and then I got one, and I actually got way more into it than you did. I don't, I don't know why because I meditated I, with it. Yeah, this I was a, into it for the. You definitely when were super I first into, into it. it, and then yeah, and then I did kind of fall off a little bit. Just then, like a lot of things, you might cool on it, and then I meditated with it. Yeah, and I was like, I just did it before this pod. I have the hiccups. Forget it. Just turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Apollo. Oh, wait. Alexa. <laughs> Sorry. I can't riff anymore. Anyway, here's how I know it works. Uh, clear and focused is as intense as I'll go. Oh, really? I don't like... Social and open is so stimulating. Oh. So sort of like... I don't do it very often. So you haven't even dabbled in energy and wake up. I do energy and wake up. That one's the most intense. No, I know. But I do that before... This is so fucking funny, Val. First of all, that's a premium riff. I'm going to write that down. Like <laughs> premium, like riff. older older couples. Yeah. Like siblings. Yeah. Because that's that's a stand up riff, mm-hmm. uh, and this is also kind of something we've said before. So everybody knows that that listens regularly that I got I got rid of the elliptical. I gave the elliptical to a friend, mm-hmm. and I got a treadmill. And I've been using the treadmill, totos los dias, mm-hmm. preguntarte. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using it every day, and it's only been 10 days, maybe, mm-hmm. if that. My, yeah, I would say at least that. At least that. Instantly think of myself as as, a, as someone who exercise, exercises, and like always has. <laughs> Like immediately just goes into the files of my subconscious, takes out the lazy piece of shit file. Yeah. Shreds it. Yep. I think that's why like when corporations shred documents, Mm. it's it's like juicier than it should be. It's like, ooh, I think it's because that's what we're doing in our minds. I'm going to try to calm down. I'm getting manic. I'm just (laughs) saying that's such a familiar thing. We're all shredding thoughts, Mm. like making a deliberate order to go like, that's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always said, like, when you quit smoking, you instantly become a non-smoker. And then yeah. you start preaching to other people who smoke. Like, why? You, and I feel that way. It happened on Peter Kim. Peter Kim was uh, last the last episode. And I, I said to him something about, like, you don't exercise? <laughs> Pete, you just started exercising. It was a fleeting moment, but I was like, oh, I am so full of shit. Um, it's been, at that point, five days of consistent exercise. And I was like, you don't exercise? <laughs> you don't? Oh, really? 
Have you, have you thought about a treadmill? Because that's like really working for me. Okay. So, so you're, sad. You're so safe here because you're talking so to the girl sad. who this entire time, you like as you have started to exercise and you're falling in love with it, I am like giving you all this advice like... You just have to do it a little bit every day. Your advice is great. You just, I mean, it's great advice, but I'm giving it like I am currently exercising every day and I am far from it, it's buddy. A, it's, it's like once from, a week. Advice from a coward. Yeah. But the advice is still, this is one of the biggest fascinations of my life mm-hmm. is what, what makes the difference between knowing all the advice and and implementing it. Yeah. And not to be a total cheesehead, but that's like what Tony Robbins is all about. Yeah. Forgive me. It's a, <laughs> Tony and the I just heads. I just like I'm a cheesehead for Tony. I I, I, <laughs> I am. I just like him. And yeah. he he studies specifically the si- the science of like what changes that make someone change their life. Like how yeah. do you change your life? Yeah. And lately We've been getting really into gut health, but which is it? Is mm-hmm. it my my inner narrative changed? My thoughts were changing. My outlook was changing. Things mm-hmm. you said something genius. Say the thing about the Elf trailer. Oh yeah, this is genius. This is like truly. When you said it, I was like, "That's like a whole book." Well, <laughs> it's like yeah, and it and it really what is. You just go, "Elf is funny." <laughs> Elf I'm like, is- see, that's that's genius. I love Elf at Christmas Time. <laughs> I just gave you too big of an intro. I've done a few shows where people are like, this guy is the master of comedy, like Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah. He's the master of comedy. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I know. I am trying to remember exactly how I phrased it. But basically, it is... Sorry, Brody's... Brody's you he, had compassion because he was he's laying, laying in the, in the sun. Because so I said, put Brody cute. in the house. And you said, look, he's laying in the sun. Look, start He's telling so your point. Cute. I'll be able to hear you. I'm going to just put him inside. So okay. Ready? Come here. Now that I have you to myself. <laughs> um, okay. So here's what I was saying last night. Because I have been in this kind of anxious um, Are you doing place. the podcast without me? <laughs> no. Shit. Shit. Just delete it. <laughs> delete delete it. it. Have we ever told the delete it story? I don't think so. That's one, that's one of our our. That's we'll get we won't forget that we're about to say the elf thing. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I was wrong. I do want to hear it again. This is one of our life bits. We say to each other, "Delete it delete all the time." Delete it, and maybe we have said it. I don't care. I don't care. We were one of the seasons of HBO's Crashers. We were in an apartment in Williamsburg, and you found it, and it was great. But it was like it shared. It was like. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. It was like yes. you heard the people below you, above it you, was, beside you. It was great. It was the perfect location, I thought. It was the perfect at, location. At first. And then we realized A walk that to Holy Foods? Come on. A walk to Whole Foods. A block from the water. Yeah. Like right by the L train. And it was all French kids. Yes. Everyone was it speaking was, French in the elevators. Yeah. And the and elevators the, were always breaking. Do you remember the that? Elevator, it, so the building, and there's just kind of one of those things where you just can't know until you're there. You can't know. But the building was like really new, but almost like they had rushed it. And it was like, remember they had all those amenities? It was like basically built for the Airbnb, like, ad for it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I know Where it was exactly like you want to be able to list it was you have a pool, first. you have a, a workout area with a with a screen that has like programmed exercise and training that yeah. never worked, not yeah. once. Yeah. Like so anyway, there was all these amenities. I that was didn't the only work. one that used that pool. That pool was the size of Andre the Giant's footstep. <laughs> It was one was, Andre foot. I was the only person that used that workout room. The whole reason I... You work out? <laughs> I exercise. I Wait, love it. You don't exercise? You don't exercise? <laughs> Peter, you don't exercise? That's what I said to another human <laughs> who, had he done the podcast two weeks earlier, and he was yeah. like, I don't exercise, I'd be like, me neither. I can't do it. Yep. It's only been 42 years of that. <laughs> And now it's been 10 days of exercising. And I'm like, you don't? Like, smell the coffee, man. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Oh, my God. We were watching a YouTube video last night. And it was like, the best way to cleanse your liver is exercise. And I high-fived Val. <laughs> like, got it. Been doing it. And you, you accepted it. Yeah. This is how silly we are. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it's just what's happening now. Yeah. Whatever we're doing now is... And I did tell you, you were like, I wish I had started this earlier. And and I do stand by this, but it's like, I was like, you're doing it now. It doesn't matter. It's like, if you're doing it currently, that's how healthy you are. That's only, and can I say, yeah. our friend Sam, Seem, she's Australian, so I call her Seem, Seem said something to me that really appeals to my addict brain and it might help some people listening really help me where she was like some like because you're like just you don't have to do it every day just yeah. do it like four times a week five times a week mm-hmm. and i was like that doesn't work for me yeah i'm so all or nothing i'm not proud of it but mm-hmm. i'm trying to lean into the dysfunction and use it for my advantage yeah. and she does that too i don't think she would say she's an addict but she likes this type of thinking which is everything is just did i do it today mm-hmm. that's it was I healthy today? Hours. Did I avoid this that I want to avoid today? Did I exercise today? Did I meditate today? Yeah. Because as soon as you start letting the slippery, greasy mustache, like slick back hair, trench coat, in the shadow guy, yeah. the part of me, negotiate, he's going to win. Yeah. You go like, well, uh, we don't we don't like exercise. Okay, well, what if we only do it four times a week? He's like, all right, can we have today off? And I'm like, yeah, okay, we that, that's fine. As a sign of good faith, we'll give you today off. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Tomorrow's off too. Yeah. And then the third day's off, and then I'm off forever. Yeah. I have to be like a hard ass, like bitch. But I do want to say because people do get addicted to exercising that. I think like a healthy way of doing it, and this was the advice I gave you that I'm not currently following. Which is fine. Is I told you to learn Russian, <laughs> and I don't know yet. I don't know. That's is that German? Leave me alone. <laughs> I loved Put, that. Not you. Everyone listening, leave me alone. Put me on a snowmobile. Duct tape the accelerator down and point it towards a cliff. There I go. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Thank you. Um, but like if you do, and this is true with meditating too. So I kind of stole this from Tara Brock's uh, recommendation for meditating. Yeah. Which is you can make an agreement with yourself that you'll do it every day. But the back door is the length of time. It can be any length of time. Mm. So, like, for meditating, it can literally be just, like, one or two or three conscious breaths, you know. 
That's like right. A minute of sitting, exercising. It seems like if you could just, you know, get to a point. It, it's easier with the treadmill, where you're like, Treddy I'm just going to do mill? T- my friend ten Treddy? minutes. Ted Ted Mill. Freddy Treddy. Freddy Tread. <gasps> Freddy Treddy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I really like really it. Liked it. Freddie Treddy. Or you can be like, I'm just going to like go for a walk. Around I agree. It's like, well, you it's know, just like kind of keeping the, the momentum without just, having to be so strict. But that's why Freddie Treddy is because <laughs> to me, there was no way to do an elliptical on a day when you were like kind of tired. Uh, By the way, I do want to acknowledge that fit people are listening and they're just like, that, that. I might as well have said like, you know how when you're eating a sandwich and you take a first bite and it just turns into water? <laughs> like you take the first bite and it's just like suddenly it's just dri- dripping down your elbow and it's gone. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Forget it. it. Snowmobile me. No. Um, but I'm, I like, I like that it, you can put it on an absolute no resistance. We were joking about it. Yeah. A treadmill, the ground is moving. It's moving. So it's you, fun. So, yeah. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's like fun, fun. I'm saying the sensation of not having to move the ground is like a giant picked you up and skipped you like a stone on a lake. Yeah. And you can move your legs if you want, but like you're moving. Like it's <laughs> you happening. You but like go, you can't stop. And that's and that's exactly what I it's also the audiobook of exercise, meaning you can't stop reading. Yeah. Like if an audiobook is going, you have <laughs> that's why you can read a book so much faster as an audiobook and you can run a mile so much easier right. on a treadmill cuz you can't stop. If I'm just fucking in the wild on a jog, yeah, my, I love myself in the wrong way. I love myself in the like, it's okay, buddy. You don't have to do it. Meaning yes. like you can stop. Yes. Some people love themselves in the way that's like, you got to keep going. This is for your own good. I have the like, just stop. The times- you want to build a bed out of, out of twigs? Let's yeah. take a nap. I know. That's me. This is why I have to do dance or like. Or else. <laughs> no, this is... This is why I have, I have to do dance or else. I have to do something where it's too it's too fun for me to stop. Or like, I'm having so much fun that I don't realize that I'm tired until in between songs. I completely understand. And then understand. I'm like, oh. And I tried to do virtual dance classes and, and some people can really do it. But it is a big... The peer pressure element is important for me. Like, I need to be able to... Be like if I can't just like stop dancing right now. Everybody in this room now, is dancing. I relate so hard. Yeah, I I've never been able to do yoga unless I'm next to two small people that are just <laughs> spinning on their head like an '80s like break, break dancer, dance. and I'm like, like I need. <laughs> The shame. It's Christian style. I need yeah. to feel like I'm going to be left behind to burn in hell. Yeah. I'll, See, I would, I, for me, I want to, because maybe it is shame, but I want to lighten it a little bit and say, like, I need the FOMO. Like, I don't want to miss out on. That's like, not FOMO for me. Everybody's doing the same thing. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> I don't want everyone to go, I knew that hunk of lamb meat wasn't going to make it. <laughs> Yeah, I've had, I knew I've that had man like that for sure. Who's so wet, and we've only just started. I knew he made a mistake coming to this class. <laughs> Beginners yoga. I knew he wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I also, when I'm in the sauna, I need to watch something that is. We've talked about this. That's ten out of ten. 
yeah. interesting. Right. Which is usually like Terrence McKenna or something. But I need, it needs to fascinate me. And that's what dance is for you. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we were okay. talking about... Deleted and Elf. Oh, Deleted and Elf. Well, Deleted, just in case we've said it before, I'll say it quick. I was home alone. Our the walls... weird Williamsburg apartment. That's In the Williamsburg apartment. The walls were paper thin. And I used to hear this young woman... She was intense. That's all I'll, I'll say. <laughs> when I saw her in the hall, there's a lot of people in New York, other cities have these types of relationships. When they hear them in their home, they, they might sound one way. And then in the hallway, sweet as pie. Uh-huh. I'm not saying she was mean or anything, but she was intense. I'd hear her being very intense Yeah. on the phone with her, with her boyfriend. And this was a moment where she was talking to her boyfriend. And I only heard 15 seconds of this conversation, but all I heard was, delete it. Delete it. And he goes, delete it from my mind? Delete it from my mind? And, like, feel free to drop us an Insta message or or an at reply if you have a guess as to... All I could think is it was a phone number of yeah. his ex-girlfriend or something. Or a- and she said, delete the contact. And he was like, but I've memorized the number. That's all I yeah. got. My other guess is it was like a picture, like a naked picture or some salacious picture that she found... And like he's like, I I saw this person naked. It's in my brain forever. Yeah, I mean that's that's more subtle, and I like that one more. <laughs> yeah. But like, if someone was yelling at me, delete it. I'd just be like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what I'm saying is the fact that he was pushing back. The tone yeah. of her voice said like, this isn't ending until you delete it. Yeah. And whenever it came to conflict in my family, that that's the joke in my family, was I said to my dad, dad, why don't you just do what mom says? Because <laughs> it just seemed like the quickest way to getting everything. Yes. And when you're a kid, you actually have fewer attachments. Yeah. Like you don't have as many stories that you like my dad might have had like I am the man, I am the husband, I deserve respect or whatever and I'm just like just do what she says and and then the house is real quiet. Yeah. You can watch your baseball game. That's that would you like that, buddy? Yeah. Yes. And instead they they would die on all these hills and I was right. like just surrender. Well, and when you don't have the baggage that people in long-term relationships can get of like every time your dad doesn't take out the trash when your mom asks she's thinking of all of the ways that he that's right has ignored her and so it's never about the little thing this and, a is, kid, and you're yeah. actually seeing it way clearer because what's happening is just what's happening and they have mentally put all of these stories on it it and is so, a battle yeah. It's like when you plan a war. Yeah. And you have to like keep this is what I've never understood is like we talked about this last time when it's like I'm going to fight you today after school. So you have to like keep the offense hot. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you're doing in a war. Yeah. It's like I always think about like two people sit down and it's like it we're either going to come to an agreement or we're going to go to war, mm-hmm. meaning lots of people are going to die. Yeah. Uh and in that moment, they go like, you have to give us this. And in that moment, the negotiator or the representative of the country or the group or whatever oh. just has like an off moment. They have like an internal fart <laughs> of shame 
They don't like the way the person looked at them. Yeah. They don't like how everyone's kind of, the audience, the people that are present are looking at them. And they just kind of have like a misstep and they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to burn you to the ground. But as soon as they say it, they go, shit. Like, yeah. But we don't have an allowance in our human culture, in like almost any culture, mm. to just be like, you know what, uh, Colonel? I'm sorry, man. I was just... I had a lot of gas. <laughs> that guy was making a weird face at me. You sort of remind me of my father. Right. Like, I... It's like we always say, I got embarrassed. Yes. Like, you, like some of your spit hit my face, and I really just flared up. Yeah. And it's just not possible to go like, I'm sorry. I said, let's go to war. And I know it was on the record. Yeah. And I know we, everyone said I. Uh-huh. But I just want to walk it back a little bit and go like, I was in a weird state just for five seconds. And right now I'm saying, but you don't want to look weak. You can't have, for some reason I'm making it Ghana. You can't have Ghana look weak. I don't know why Ghana. It's a fun country name to say. Yeah. So you have to like, just like my dad is That's is it. carrying the identity of father and man and husband and all and he's at the UN meeting mm-hmm. of my family and my mom says let's go to war either give us these terms or go to war and he looks at his sons and he's like well you can't speak to the country of Ghana like this <laughs> so he goes let's go to war even if a second later he goes like what the fuck am i doing mm-hmm. we're going to have 6 months of tension yeah when i could have just said like you know what i'm a baby like underneath all of this i'm a baby yeah be- and i'm scared and i'm embarrassed and i'm i'm hurting mm-hmm. i i don't know why it sounds so candy ass to just be honest you know what well, it is we are candy ass yeah just like I, what i'm saying is we're soft yep we're supple we're gentle yeah. even even Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in his heart, there's parts of him that is just like, fuck, I'm so ashamed. Mm. And I'm broken. Yeah. And I need help. Yes. And like, can you help me? Because yes. just a second ago, I said, I'm going to kick your ass, Vin Diesel. <laughs> and in that moment, I was feeling so sad mm. that everyone I know is going to die mm-hmm. at some point. Yes. And I was broken. And I was like, at least I can punch your round face. Yeah. And like, we don't have enough human allowance for like let's just go back a second and say fuck it mm-hmm. but we can do that with ourselves that's well, the good news is you can do it with yourself well you and you can do it in good relationships sorry that's what you and i do yes and you might be the only person i've ever known that can do that <laughs> like sometimes it feels like and you've taught me or made me feel safe to do that maybe i was doing i would have done it Um, But you've set that standard in our relationship. And it really does seem... We both related over, like, we would watch things as kids. And, like, the conflicts were, like, just talk about it. Like, just say... And I remember as a kid saying, if somebody wanted to fight me, I would go, can we just, like, have a discussion? Maybe this is something that I can apologize for and we can work out, you know? Like, I just always felt like we... There was... There's always a solution in, like, yeah, authenticity and connection and but that vulnerability. Too. Yes. But people don't want to do that because the the ego doesn't want to do that. Or you're not capable of doing it. It's like a threat. Like, it's possible that you saying, can't we just talk? Yeah. Saying, let's bring this to the higher levels of our brain is like punching someone. 
You're saying, like, yeah. can we just, like, be reasonable? Right. And that's, and like, a kick to the ribs. Like, you're yes. using your martial art to sort of, like, d- downgrade them. Wow, that's so true. Yep. And, and they're like, why are you allowed to punch me in your way, but I can't, can't punch you in my way? That's it. That's <laughs> it. You, and, and there are times where it's not... A pro- it's like Leela. If Leela's having a tantrum, that's not the time to be... Re- and and I do this all the time, so I'm not great at it. But, like, I'll catch myself still wanting to rationalize to her. Like, you you she wants, like, her pacifier. And I go, you can have it when we get in the car in 30 minutes. You know, like, yeah. in just a minute, you'll be able to have it. And she's, like, freaking out. And I'm still trying to rationalize. Like, we just have to wait a little bit and then you will get it. The answer is yes. It's just yeah. not right now. Yeah. And then she's crying. And then I have to realize, like, this is ridiculous. There's no, like, the, she's, her rational brain first of all is barely developed and definitely you. is it's not true. is not activated at that point and adults are the same like if you are in a if if both pain bodies are activated and you're trying to just be like let's talk about this reasonably the pain body is going to be like how dare you that's <laughs> you right know? that's right and just get upset about that so there is something to like calming down or just straight mirroring being like i see that this is really important to you and you are really mad about this right. like just start there like you would leela but the other thing is I've been in a relationship where I didn't feel safe to where admitting my part and like you just got me so upset that I said things that I didn't mean. And I really I just feel so threatened by, I've by been how in, aggressive yeah. you are being or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Anytime it's not I, safe it's to not say safe. It's, you don't feel safe to walk it back. That's right. I've been in uh, fights with friends, meaning usually that means someone's yelling at me. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm a good guy. It just means that's my uh, judo. It's yeah. like, I'm just going to try and stay as calm as I can. Yeah. Uh, or as non-reactive as I can. Or just quiet. I'll yeah. freeze. Fight, fight, freeze. I'll f- yeah. freeze. And I'm like watching as they're making more and more outlandish claims. But like yeah. Leela having a tantrum, it, it is just like... Let it out, buddy. Yeah. Let it out if if you're safe. I was on the phone when that happened, yeah. so I felt pretty safe. Yep, totally. I think that's... So there's a lot of reasons why that's not possible in relationships. But then really, you building the story in a relationship, it does kind of become you versus them or like your version of your your dynamic versus their version of your dynamic. And like... So saying, you know, I've had friends who have just been at war with their spouse for years. And if I give them the advice of like, somebody's going to have to lean in first. Yeah. Like, so if you want things to change, you kind of have to be the one that extends a hand. And I know, because I've been there, that that feels like death. Like, that feels like death to your ego. You're like, but I am the right one. I am not getting any of my needs met. And you're saying, I have to now forget all of that and, like, ask them what they need. Yeah. Like, and that just feels impossible. But by the way, everything you're saying, the reason I think it's so engaging, at least to me, 
is what's going on in our in our brains. Mm. So I told you at the beginning that like my brain just won't stop. It's sort of it's the same thing when I interviewed uh, or talked with excuse me the Avid brothers. Excuse me. Oh god. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, uh, uh, oh shit. Uh. Um, it's the only podcast I've ever flown somewhere to do. Yeah. And we're such big fans, mm-hmm. and the stakes were so high um, that. After that episode, I couldn't listen to the Avid Brothers for like three months. Yeah. Because it totally. reminded me of what you and I call coyote mode. Mm-hmm. Thin, lean, fast, hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you're going for it. Your eyes are glowing in the dark. You're restless and you won't stop until you get your goal. Mm-hmm. It can be okay. Like the coyote is a good thing to send on a job. <laughs> but then coyote comes home with the Avid Brothers podcast in his mouth. And then you go, okay, Coyote, go to sleep. And he's like, fuck off. I've been like living off of rainwater and poison ivy. <laughs> you know, like I've been eating poison ivy and rainwater. <laughs> and what I'm saying, so when we did, so Phoebe Bridgers came to my Largo show, which was awesome. Um, I'm still so touched that she came. And then she's friends with Bo and, and, and I'm friends with Bo too. And Bo's friends with the theater. So Bo Burnham came. And it was awesome. It actually, like, made... There were news stories about it. I don't know if you saw that. Really? Like, people wrote about it. Wow. One of them said, after Holmes did a short set, I was like, short? It was 40 minutes. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, 40 minutes? Yeah. Look, I don't need... This is real. I don't even need to be in this story. Yeah. But don't say I did a short set. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put me in it. If I'm going to be in it... Yeah. Can you can you ask anyone who was there? Yeah. No one describing the set I did that night would use the word short. <laughs> including me. Right. It goes until, really, I'm about to overstay my welcome. And then you start bringing out the guests. Yes. Any who's a woozle. Since then, my brain has been tormenting me. With Phoebe Bridgers, it just won't stop playing Motion Sickness. It, uh, it won't. It won't stop playing that funny feeling, the Bose song. Yeah. It's just this OCD. It doesn't know. You had an experience, and it was great, by the way. But it, you had an experience that was so dense. Uh huh. Like if most moments are like it's like playing Mario Brothers, and there's coins every couple feet you yeah. know there's coins scattered uh-huh. it's like just that room that's full of coins you know you drop down a pipe and it's just a room filled with coins mm. it's like that mm-hmm. so now whatever it is that makes a day special coins uh in this metaphor suddenly you have all the coins you could ever want yeah. mario's just falling through the sky and you move him through coins and he gets all these coins it's hard to come back from that you can't just like wake up there's a cost to it yeah you wake up and it's like it's not what I would have thought it was as a young as a young man that it was so cool uh-huh. and now once you start being in fight club the volume on your life gets turned down. It's not that. Yeah. It's actually more like a PTSD. Me not a, it wasn't traumatic. Right. It's just you're still digesting something so strange mm-hmm. and good mm-hmm. and novel. Mm-hmm. That there's no coming back. It sort of puts you in the, a weird coyote mode. I had this, the biggest case I ever had of this. I'll call it, usually I call it like serotonin hangovers or like dopamine hangovers. Uh, the first time I saw Beyonce yeah. live, like the n- entire next day was the weirdest, like 
bad dream fever like fever dream of a day i've been having the worst dreams by the way oh i've been having needles shooting into the i'm not even gonna say but shooting into my ding dong like weird (laughs) i was gonna say into the hole of my ding dong (laughs) now we might as well have just said it which is like weird torture dreams i don't know if you've ever had yeah the reason i didn't want to say it was i don't want to like plant that in people's minds but i think we all have those dreams where something's just tormenting you Uh and just to finish my dumb point uh because i don't want to keep I want to listen to you fully is this is why watching two people negotiate is so interesting is I'm negotiating with the will of my brain that wants to keep playing Phoebe Bridgers and wants to keep, it wants me to go and get seen by people and be known Mm. and be recognized. And I just have to go like, it's okay. I surrender. Mm. Like I don't, it's a weird game to play. Like where you want it to stop and leave you alone. Right. But the way out is through and you say, okay, Mm -hmm. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Torture me in my dreams. Never stop playing the song. (laughs) Have at it. And that's what we wish oftentimes people in war negotiations, whether it's our parents or nations, would just go like, I get it. I'm right that I should want you to stop. You're right in that you want to do it or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to lay down my arms. I'm going to be the one that stops this. I'm going to be the one that stops it because I think you're feeding off of my resistance. Yes. That's, that's what it is. That's Because I'm going to stop, stop, is. stop, stop, stop. And then it's like, ooh, there it is, that funny feeling. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> or if you just go, all right. And that doesn't mean play the song and sing along necessarily. It just means like, I'm going to stop identifying as a person that wants that song to stop. Yes. But to bring it into the physical... That's why I wanted to talk to you. That's why I really needed to meditate this morning. That's yeah. why I listened to some other music this morning. Mm. Uh, and that's why I will exercise because that's who I am. It's what I do. <laughs> but it's because that will help. It's also just something I'm sort of addicted to. Do you exercise? Just like a supreme athlete? I'm like an ultra marathoner. Yeah. But I only run two and a, And by run, I mean walk fast. Two and a half miles. Like, I don't... I, <laughs> I don't watch the Olympics. I kind of am the Olympics, if you know what Oh, I mean. you watch the Olympics? That's fun. Yeah, if you're not living it, I could see uh, why you might want to be like a voyeur. <laughs> but it's just like too close to the bone. Yeah, you know? porn stars don't watch porn. They just go out and fucking make porn, dude. <laughs> Cascading huge ribbons of jizz. Oh, my oh, God. Why? We didn't need ribbons of jizz. Ribbons. We've been it. listening to my dad read a porno, and I'm remembering how funny uh, dirty talk can be. It's the best. He called I, boobs bags of beef. No, it was her. That was her vagina. It, he said no. beef bits. Her bits of beef. Her bits of beef. That's. I she, thought he was doing a, a tit wank, as they call in Great Britain. Maybe, but I, I was think hoping that's what if he you call it. a vagina bags Bit, of bits, bits of, of beef. beef. Uh, congrats. You're done. Yeah. Like you're done. You can't have sex ever again if that... He calls it way worse things. I mean, well, just as awful of things. Yeah, that's... Um. Let's not... <laughs> What's wrong with, like, you know, like a cocoon or like a... Uh, yeah. A swaddle. I think he's uh, kind not of... Not a swaddle. <laughs> swaddle. I'm trying to think of something that's welcoming and warm. Yeah. Go on. I feel like he's try- He's exhausted all of those, so now he's... He's trying new things. Sorry. Anyway, you were saying you have Elf, but you also were saying about... Uh, no, I think it was it was Elf. But basically, yes. So it's just what you said is the, the whole thing of like 
the resistance is where the suffering is. But see, I really, so I'll just say it in real time because it's like kind of happening, even though now I feel great. I don't feel anxious, but I do feel the temptation to be like, no, I'm anxious today. And then my brain like looks for it. Like it looks for the feeling. Will you talk a little bit about that? You said that too. The cycle. Yes. Yeah. So it's, so basically you get the, and, and I have, I'm speaking from a very privileged place. And I'm aware of this, but it kind of gives me a unique perspective on it where when I talk about, like if I'm telling a doctor or somebody about my anxiety, I I have to make it clear, like my external, other than the fact, like all, all of our external lives are stressful right now as far as like the pandemic and the unknown of all of that. But like my home life is so peaceful and calm and loving and supportive and everything you want it to be. So my anxiety, I actually kind of have the benefit of my anxiety not masquerading as like, this is something to really be worried about. That's right. Instead, the way that it comes up is I have, this is exactly what happened. While I was watching you at Largo, I had like a weird tummy feeling, I think because of what I ate. But then, like, I got kind of hot and clammy, and then I was like, oh, no, am I having a panic attack? So then my heart started racing, and I was like, I have to try to keep it together. And then you're playing out the scenarios of, like, I'm going to have to, like, tell Flanny, like, I'm having a panic attack and, like, try to get people, like, I don't want Phoebe Bridgers to know that I'm having a panic attack. That's right. And, like... And, like, what if I have to go to the hospital? Like, I go so quickly to, like, what if I have to go to the hospital for panic? Three like, albums later. <laughs> she was a girl who had a panic attack at a comedy at show. Largo. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I'd be so honored. Um, of course. That would be that would be worth the panic attack. Yeah, I know. You know that song, Panic? Panic at the Largo? <laughs> that's, that's actually about me. Really? And all of this is in like three minutes. And then I go, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) Everybody be cool. We don't even know what this stomach feeling is. Like my body and my my brain is like instantly like, what if it's the thing we fear most? Because if you've had a panic attack, the hardest thing about that is the years after where you're so afraid it's going to happen again. Yeah. And that's resistance. So it was like, we don't even know that that's what's happening. So like just focus on your breath. And I did some like belly breathing and I did some remembering of like recent fun times I had with friends and like resourcing. And, and by then I was calm and I was like, Oh, I think I just like ate some spicy Mexican food. Yeah. We were (laughs) both getting rocked by our dinner that night. Yeah. And then, so so fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing tied we are yes and this actually goes to your elf thing it's like i've just lately been getting in tune with like your gut dictates what you crave like when you crave something it's because you're there's microbes in your gut that are asking and bad microbes are asking for sugar or alcohol or carbs because that's what they live on and if they start to dominate the balance which in most of us they are I, th- I think. Yeah. They win. Yeah. So you go, man, I really needed that. Or I really needed a cigarette. Or I really needed some weed or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, this is maybe the greatest fascination of my life. It's not you, dog. Yeah. It's not, it's not you. you. Not to play the victim, but to go like, 
Look, can we feed the? And you don't need to listen to this podcast for microbiome tips. But like, yeah. there, if you look up on YouTube how to replenish your your flora, basically, uh-huh. and that's what I've been doing uh, with prebiotics and probiotics and fermented foods. It's pretty basic stuff. Yeah. You do start craving different shit, and you're like, yeah. "Fuck, I am a marionette." Yeah. And it's embar- it's it's a humiliation. But, and by the way, yeah. that's what sin kind of is. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about like growing up in a culture, when we when we talk about the patriarchy or we talk about institutional racism or we talk about privilege, all of these unconscious things that dictate life. Mm-hmm. Richie Richard Royce helped me see that that's what sin really is. So when we ask for help from sin, and I know that's a triggering word. Very recently, I hated that word. Mm. But now when I look at it, and I know, I, I know I've said this before, as a collective condition, yeah. I don't have a problem saying, uh, have mercy on me, a sinner. Because I'm talking about what we're talking about all the time, mm. which is I'm in a world rape culture. I'm a part of a rape culture. Mm. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. Yeah. I'm a part of a, a body that isn't in charge of itself. I'm not saying that sin is kind of a, a weird word to use for that. But what I'm saying is, would you have mercy on me? I'm a part of something. It's like you're caught in the rocking of a very deep ocean. Mm. And you're crying out and just saying, would you have mercy on me? Mm. Because I am not at the wheel. And I'd like to I'd like to be lifted out of this as much as I can and be conscious as much as I can mm. and be aware as much as I can. Yeah. And that and that's that's what whether or not people use the word sin, that's what we're talking about when we're like, well, that's the patriarchy, that's white privilege, that's this, 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 or or institutionalized violence, or rich retributive violence, or or endless war. These are these are unconscious Factory farming, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Things that we're doing with no thought. Right. Things that don't love us meeting our needs. This is the unconscious. This is sin. Yeah, the collective unconscious. That makes so much sense. And it also is for things like the patriarchy and racism and all of that. It is both important to look at, uh, honestly, like your own individual um, contribution to it and also just the way that you benefit from it. And it's also important to understand what you're saying, that it is like a corporate thing because what happens is, and I'm getting a lot of this from, from mindfulness of race uh, and white fragility. So I'm not, this isn't my idea, but, but what happens is those are books. Yeah. What happens is you, white people specifically let's use that example will be like well i am not i didn't have slaves i mean if they're really very outdated (laughs) like or i am not racist i don't do those things and it's and that it stops there then like you think that then you don't have to do anything it's like i was saying about if you use either atheism or theism as a way to stop the engagement with the mystery, right? both are lazy and both are bullshit. Yeah. If you're like, this is nothing, mm-hmm. and then you stop, that's bullshit. And if you go, this is God, and you stop, yeah. that's even more bullshit. You're just yeah. kind of putting it on... Both In both cases, you're sort of putting it on something you don't understand. It is like a weird thing, too, because it's like, if you are 
making things like that and even sin like an individual thing that activates our shame, which then makes us defensive usually. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then it stops there. Or pious when you stop that quote unquote sin, yeah. and now you go around going, you don't exercise. Yeah, self righteous. Yeah, you're exactly. self righteous. Yeah, get over yourself. Either, you need to be removed from the equation as much as possible. Yeah, and identify that it's not about Steve and it's not yeah. about Julie. Yeah, it's about something bigger. Mm-hmm. Something. It's about this. Yeah, and there's unconsciousness here, and there's consciousness here, and, and it's a group. It, and it is a weird thing because you're like, so if you can remove that, and then and recognize that you are part of a whole, and that you're you are benefiting from and contributing and whatever to this whole system that people are that you know is oppressive even sin in that way um then you actually can make a contribution because Mm. you're you're not and it kind of goes back to the the like uh argument in a relationship it's like if that person if that other person feels attacked then they're going to just attack me and then I'm going to feel attacked and we're just going to keep going that It's an way. echo chamber, yeah. But until somebody, until you can zoom out and go, okay, we are co-creating something. And what we both actually want is to co-create something different. That's right. <laughs> can we do that? And if you could pluck either one of those people in a relational spat or, or a diplomatic argument, mm-hmm. if you could pick one of them up, Drop them into the middle of a highway, mm. have an 18-wheeler going 90 miles an hour coming mm. right for them, yeah. and right before it hits them, pluck them back and drop them back in the argument. Yeah. <laughs> What's different? Right. What's different, Chad? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is why people that have near-death experiences go, what are you all on about? Yeah. Like, drudging up past hurts to defend the straw man of your identity we're back to my dad. You can't talk to a man that way. My dad, by the way, my dad's not really that way per se. <laughs> that can be true. That can be true. <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't know. My dad would never say something like that. He would never be like, you can't talk to a man like that. Mm-hmm. that that's very ugly. Mm-hmm. I just think there's things that I defend in myself that I go, you can't talk to a man that way. I'm a grown ass man. You know, yeah. that sort of stuff. I, I also just wanted to add as a little finale um, these fireworks. <laughs> Woo! Um, Richie in Universal Christ, which is which is my, if I could have one book. As soon as I finish reading it, I just start reading it again. Mm. It's just, it's a masterpiece. He, he, he said to me, he goes, if you understand 30% of it, it'll change your life. Wow. And I was like, I firmly believe that. Because the reason I read it again is there are things that I'm like, I'm going to have to read that a thousand times before I think it'll actually sink in to my central nervous system. Yes. But he says, evil is its own punishment and goodness is its own reward. I know that's like a a million times been said. But once he said it again, (laughs) again, the repetition, the the repetition, he goes, we suffer because of our sin more than we suffer uh, for our sin. Mm. Like hell is suffering for your sin, that idea. Like, okay, Val, you lied this many times. Well, we're going to shove raccoons down your nose Mm -hmm. for infinity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because of that, that's punishment for it. When really the lying 
Mm-hmm. is the punishment. Yeah. It's creating separation. It's creating stress in your body. It feels unnatural. How many Wolf of Wall Street movies do we have to see where they're lying and they're cheating and they're abusing their bodies and they're cheating on their partners and, and it doesn't fucking work and it explodes yes. before we go, oh, fuck, shit, and fuck the dick. <laughs> Evil is its own punishment. That and is... I don't even fucking care if it comes now or never, like, like consciously. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And, and my go-to, I know I always talk about this, but, like, I, I, I'm conflicted about pornography. And if I look at pornography, okay, what is the punishment there? When I go out, the, the over-sexualization, talk about rape culture, of seeing people and different things are flashing in my mind because that's what I'm feeding the goat of my sexuality. I'm yeah. feeding it this like garbage that it likes. I'm feeding it fast food. Right. I'm not trying to give anybody a guilt trip. Mm. And I'm not saying I'm never going to look at pornography again. If I had to bet, I would bet every dollar I have that I will <laughs> at this desk. Yeah. Spread eagle. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. I will. It's going to happen. So let's not be pious and phony holy and you don't exercise. Fuck that shit. I'm just saying... In a very subtle but real way, mm. lying is its own punishment. You feel alone. Yeah. You tricked someone. Yeah. What a scary, cold, naked feeling. Yes. You told someone you were the senior editor of Entertainment Weekly and they believed you. Yeah. And on one hand, that's a thrill. And on the other hand, no one is seeing you, Daniel. Yeah, no one knows you. No one knows you. How scary. Yeah. And, and I want to get you one of those blankets Daniel? firefighters give people. You know, <laughs> like you need a firefighter oh. blanket, Daniel. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Will you cheat someone? Yeah. You know in the part of you that always chooses the mystery, always chooses love, the part of you that is the most fundamental you, you know you shouldn't steal from your father or yeah. break a promise to your brother or your sister. Yeah. You know. Right. And even if it gets you in the back of an Escalade being driven to the concert with the VIP pass, like something in you, there's there's a little splinter in the whole thing that's, that's not going to be okay. It would be better, and I'm speaking to myself, it would be better to be clean and low then high and dirty. I got it. I uh, this I was this whole time I was like there's something that I was just reading that this is totally in line with and aligned with. Um Jack Cornfield's book A Wise Heart, he talks about like he has a chapter on like virtue, integrity and forgiveness or something, which sound like very like Christian words. Mm-hmm. But he he quotes I don't know if it's Ajahn Chah, it's one of his teachers that says it more eloquently than this, but basically he just says, it's as simple as this. It's hard to meditate after you've lied, cheated, and murdered. That's that's it. Like, don't just don't muddy the waters. Don't make it complicated. And don't make it hard to sit and be and know yourself. Um, and I love what you're saying because I think we, we definitely know a couple people who might still be in the Christian world, whose big argument is, if I don't have this, what's to stop me from being a very amoral person? And this is Penn Jillette. 
Then Gillette is like, if there's no God, what's stopping me from raping and murdering and burning down the village? And Penn brilliantly, it's silly to call him my favorite atheist. I just wouldn't change Penn Gillette for anything in the world. Yes. If Penn, Penn Gillette called me and was like, I love Christ, I'd be like, dude, you were already loving Christ. You just already, <laughs> you had different words for it. Yeah. And I like those words because we already have one of me. Yeah. So many more people need you. Yes. Uh, that that self-serving, meaning that self-important, he doesn't need me to give him that seal of approval, but for what it's worth, I love Penn Yeah. And he said, and I think it made the show, I think it made Crashing, where he goes, yeah, I think so. I think maybe we edited it out. Uh, edited, edited it. I think, but it was on the podcast, and he goes, if you want to murder, rape, and burn the village down, you have way bigger problems <laughs> yeah. than whether or not there's a God. Yes. And I was like, why, why is that such a go-to? Yeah. I think people don't, it, it actually, that is actually a statement, the like, what's to stop me from doing bad things. That's a statement that makes me want to give that person a firefighter's yeah. blanket. Buddy, because no one you, told you to love the soft animal of your body. That's it. No one told and, you that you're beautiful and that you're okay. And that you, that you aren't like, that, that means that they've internalized so deeply the message that I don't think this is the message of Christianity, but the message that a lot often, of churches give you, yeah. yeah, that like you are inherently bad. You're broken. You're broken. You're sinful. You're dirty. You're, this is why I still my recurring sex dream is that I'm in a hotel with a one way mirror and I'm looking at the pool. It's just yeah. the secret masturbator's fantasy, <laughs> like Tommy Boy. Yeah, it's like Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, Spanky. <laughs> Richard, <laughs> and that's and that. I think the reason why that scene, one of the reasons, is so funny is it's it's flighter and invisibility. Yeah, like you would you rather be able to fly or would you rather be invisible? And the shameful masturbator chooses invisible. <laughs> and often, if if you ask me that on most days, I would say flight, and that mm-hmm. and that's the ego. That's I want to be a hero. I want to save dogs from trees, cats. Yeah. I want to save people from burning buildings. But then, like. There's another part of me that's like, I would just like to watch people doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or uh-huh. go to a nude beach and just uh-huh. leer. Uh-huh. And that's part of us. And and because that part of us isn't discussed mm. and is therefore shamed, mm-hmm. it's like a mushroom. You, It's covered in dirt and shit. And it's mm. kept in a dark, dank cellar. And that's how mushrooms multiply. Yeah. That's where it grows and festers. And that's where you go, if I didn't believe in God... I would be so evil. I would be such a werewolf that I would murder people. Right. And it's like, sweetheart, Mahatma Gandhi, this is no disrespect to Mahatma Gandhi, at some point in his life was like, look at this piece of shit. I want to punch him in the face. (laughs) Like just a fleeting, like a 0.01% microsecond shitty thought. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know other people's minds. I'm just saying like, just be, what I'm trying to say is everybody has a shadow. Yeah. And everybody at some point just goes like some terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're terrible. Mm. That means you're using an operating system that is so binary. Mm. Good, want it, have it, keep it, mm-hmm. love it, mm. cherish it, have sex with it, burn it, toss it. And that... If you believe that so much and apply it to everything, of course, at some point you're going to be like, we should we should take all of the people that disagree with me politically and just throw them in a volcano. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even seem that like that bad of a thought because yeah. that's how your brain works. Yeah. This is what Richie says about the, the dualistic mind. He's like, it, uh, the dualistic mind breaks everything into two sides and thinks it's smart because it chooses one. <laughs> we, were, we were laughing we were so hard that. last night what where was I was that? like, the brain is the only thing that collects data. data. Yeah. The body doesn't collect data as much. No. It, I mean, there it is might, some memory. It holds energy, but it, it's not like... It's not making a story. Right. So it is just like holding something that it would then let out. Right. And Which it's is, not collecting it. It's being kidnapped in the body by the brain. By the brain. And it's, and it's data. That's right. The brain is like that. We have to hold on to that affront and let's keep it in the left butt cheek for nine years. <laughs> but it's so weird that the brain is the only part of our body that collects data and builds stories. And then it's sort of like... Uses that. Uses that like... Come to me. Don't you want data and stories? I no, can't really you said say it. you're like, and then it uses that against like the body going, I'm the only one that has data and stories. And it's right. like, yeah, you're the only one that cares about that. It, it's like a nuclear power plant that creates atomic waste. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm the only one selling atomic waste over here. <laughs> like it's the ultimate snow job. It's yeah. a spin. Uh-huh. The brain builds these stories and these hurts and yeah. these identities that are fucking us up in a lot of ways. Yes. Not always. It can be nice to have a good, healthy identity at, at times. Yeah. Obviously. But then it, it, it does a switcheroo and says, like, you can't go to your, your gut or your heart for this sort of data. Yeah. Come to me. That's right. And that's that brings us back to the circle thing that you were wanting me to say, that, which we've said this in some forms, but... But I got this from Jennifer, my therapist, where it's like, what? so what happens, and this is what happened to me at Largo, is like, your body just has a sensation. Then your brain makes a frantic story about it. This is this is the thing that, whatever the thing you fear most is, that's that's what's happening. Right. And, and we can have compassion for the brain because it's doing that as its own way of protecting you. It's just misguided. So it's making all these stories. And then the body works on a better safe than sorry motto. So it starts like, all right, well, if the scariest thing imaginable is happening to us, like sound the alarms, bring out the SWAT team, we'll go into like emergency mode. And then this is the part that's kind of new. You've you've all heard all me say that before. But then the brain will go, see, the body is freaking out. So there must be an emergency. Right. That's <laughs> like, right. You're the, the brain one that- <laughs> starts a fire. Yeah. It lights a curtain on fire in the living room of your interior. Yeah. And then it goes, look, the curtain's on fire. Yes. It started the fire. Yeah. It's almost- and then uses the curtain burning as evidence that it was right to start the fire. Yes. That's it. Don't you see? Yeah. Don't you smell the smoke? Dude, you started it. You started this. Right. And you, like, it's... It uses its own actions as evidence that its actions were warranted. Right. And then it starts a feedback loop that most of us are stuck in Mm -hmm. unless we start extricating ourselves from that cycle and going like, and this is what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I think I, like I said to you, I just woke up sort of in coyote mode at a deficit. Mm -hmm. That's why it's helpful to have language like that. It goes Mm -hmm. like, I'm lean, I'm fast. What am I really saying? Val, I'm scared. Mm. I'm goal-oriented, meaning I'm lacking. I think I need to get something. Mm. Or what? 
or I'll die. Yeah. That's what a coyote is doing. It's trying to get something or it will die. Yes. So it thinks a podcast with the Avid brothers is food, water, and shelter. Mm. And it's not, mm-hmm. but it thinks it is. Yeah. And then it takes time to... And, and similarly, maybe we thought like Bo and Phoebe liking us or having a good time mm. or or being cool enough to be there. Mm-hmm. That's our food and our shelter. It's all... Yeah. It's all nonsense. <laughs> it is also like a lot of it is what costume is is the anxiety that's just arising in your body that would just come up and out. What costume is it wearing today? That's right. Know? I love that. And really I think what my fear at, at Largo had to do with is is like I uh, cuz I was like oh I'm I'm feeling weird and then it brings up of course, the inevitable fear of death that's been cultivated, I would say, over the last year and a half. You know, like, it's like, did you want to grow your fear of death into a very strong and healthy plant? Yeah. <laughs> Be locked up in your house hearing stories of people all around you dying. That's right. <laughs> and so I so I think, like, that what happened there was I was feeling unwell, and then was like, oh, my God, like, what if I... Because this morning... So the anxiety that I had yesterday and this morning, I think, are just echoes of that anxiety. It's like my brain then remembers that room, the room of anxiety, and then it, then I just, like, it will keep reminding us. Again, as a way of looking out for anxiety, like... As a way of trying to prevent it, my brain will look for it in mm-hmm, my body. Mm-hmm. And then my body will go, are you looking for this? Like, what What do you want from me? You want this? And then, like, and then the brain will go, see, it's in there. That's right. What a um, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the anxiety that I had today is, like, funny now. But it also isn't. It makes perfect sense. It is just a fear of death. Where I, like, the feeling was, like, what if I just like disappear? Mm. Like, what if I just di- fade out? It's like that. Yeah, that's death. That's what you're afraid of happening, mm. and that's like what the ego is afraid of. If like Phoebe and Bo didn't have a great time, or if you don't get something done. That's what I mean. Like, that's what anxiety sort of is. Is the equation 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 meaning equating? Ah. Uh. Uh, a small thing with life or death. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. It's yeah. the body thinking that it's dying. Um, even though it's just... Even though it's just... <laughs> for me, it's Will. We went to the park yesterday with Lee, and I couldn't... I missed the turn. It was a park we hadn't been to before. And then it's like kind of my least favorite thing, because uh, Richie's definition of suffering is when you're not in control. Mm. So he has a very liberal definition of suffering. And if that's suffering, most of us are suffering most of the time. Yeah. Uh, there's because a lot of we're suffering. We're never there. in control, even right. when we think we are. But when you really feel like... So I, I saw the park. I saw spots like meters in front of the park. But I assumed it was a park. Mm. Like if you're building a park in SimCity, it's a square with a road all around it. Mm. This park did not have a road all around it. So I had to go past it. Then I had to make a right. And I think you were talking. And as soon as I go into that coyote mode of mm. like... I can't find parking mm-hmm. i like need to turn the radio off yeah i need to stop course. talking yeah and it's not even to focus on finding parking it's actually like focus on my panic mm. <laughs> it's like i need to look at this panic really well yeah but um 
and then I, I finally circled around and found parking. Of course, it was fine. But in that moment, the reason I mentioned it was it felt like life or death. Mm-hmm. And my inner monologue starts going, this is why you shouldn't leave the house. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is why you should always eat at the same restaurant. This is why you should always, you yeah. shouldn't have friends. Yeah. Friends are unsafe. Sometimes friends don't have a parking spot for you. Yeah. Yes. And and it's humiliating. I actually start feeling like a, like a 12 year old, mm. like a weird, wet dream, wet hand, soft boy with braces. Mm. And I don't like that feeling. And that's. When people are like, I don't want to go to Lollapalooza or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's because they don't want to have that feeling. That's it. Well, and we, in that, like, I mean, we've said this so many times, but in, that's a perfect example of how it's not the feeling itself. It's your feeling about the feeling, which like beneath every feeling that we are resisting usually is the story of I shouldn't be feeling this way. That's right. And that's really the thing to work with. Well, that's why when I'm feeling that way, the best and only thing to do, and you always do this, is to just go, like, give it an audience. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, I have to turn the radio off and just listen to this thing. Mm -hmm. Because if I, I I sometimes feel like if I don't, just give it what it wants. But not in a bad way. Let's listen to it. Because if I just pretend like I'm not feeling it, Mm -hmm. it's going to get 10 times worse. And that's why we've had a lot of dates where in the middle of the date or the beginning of the date, I just have to be like, just so you know, I uh, I hear every conversation in the restaurant right now. And I'm I'm feeling really unsafe. And by the suh in unsafe... I'm feeling better yeah. just because you've named it, mm-hmm. which by the way is what Richie says, you know, he thinks, uh, or at least I've seen him say that the demonic possessions are like sort of biblical time ways of understanding mental disorders, physical disorders, mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. that are sort of like demons, uh, mm-hmm. like an obsessive compulsive anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're always asking the demon or whatever, what's your name? Oh, and they still do that yeah. in creepy ass exorcisms. Yeah. He says, it's like, you need to name it. Wow. Like what's going on? Name it. Yeah. And that, by the way, that's what goal setting is. That's the positive side of name it. Mm-hmm. And that's what good therapy is. Yeah. Name it. That- I am obsessive about this, this or this, or I lean narcissistic name the demon mm-hmm. yeah, or name the angel or whatever you want to call it. Name the light, name the dark, name, name the, the shadow protector. Yeah. Name yeah. the protector, whatever yeah. you need. But labeling it is sort of the first, you give it a little name tag. Yeah. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. That's right. Yeah. Including death and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple things before we wrap up. I, Oh, I was going to say the elf thing. <laughs> yeah, say the elf thing. Because we, um, we're noticing... The, oh, will you no, want me to write down the other thing? Uh, yeah, put sensitivity. Sensitivity. Um, we were noticing, talking about your microbiome, controlling so, much, so many of your desires. Mm-hmm. Including whether or not you have a desire to exercise. Mm. Including whether or not you're calm. Mm-hmm. Equanimitous. Equanimitous. <laughs> I like saying I still like saying Aquanimous because it sounds like a water-based theme park. <laughs> Welcome to Aquanimous. Um, has to do with your physiology so often. Yes. So I started to say I started taking um, a very good, I think, prebiotic, and I started taking fermented foods and a probiotic, 
And I started noticing that my mood was different and my desire to move was different. Like I wanted to exercise more and my interpretation of reality started to be different. Yeah. Like you just start going around noticing that on another day, that person making that face and waving at me in that way might've been seen as a threat, but for some reason it seems folksy, colorful (laughs) and welcome. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Did you just change it to meditation and mindfulness? Yeah. See, I'm rocking my Apollo. If you guys get one, you can push both buttons and it'll rerun the program uh, that you ran last. Yeah. Mine is always on meditation and mindfulness. Mm. And that is the best anti-anxiety thing yeah. that I found. Yep. Not to say that social and open aren't good, but I'm sort of, I don't need help getting to a pitch. Mm. I need help coming down. Mm-hmm. I need a downer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so we were saying that it's almost like your your biome and your body and the, the state of your mind is sort of like the soundtrack mm-hmm. to the movie. Yeah. And then you made this brilliant point. Well, also your biome, your microbiome and your gut does affect, I mean, isn't there, it's like, we're like, I'm going to get this number potentially wrong, but like 90% of dopamine and serotonin live in your gut. So Whoa. like, it's like, it really, that's why they call it the the second brain or something. Yeah. I've um, heard that. Because it really does affect your happiness, which is, is everything. So your, your mind state is painting your reality a hundred percent. And the example that I gave last night that you were saying to share, um, is the, the, if you've ever seen on YouTube, the like, Re, the trailer for Elf with like horror film music, yeah, the scoring of a horror film, and and like they do the same with What About Bob. What's Turn it called? Do you remember the They're, technique? Like yeah, there's like this that just, brand of, but I, you could just put Elf horror Elf film horror trailer. trailer, and so it's the same content. It's the same exact content, but with the horror film scoring behind it, and that's like exactly what our mind states are doing and um, that's right you could say that meditating is trying to change the soundtrack yeah like the day is going to be the same it's Mm -hmm. not magical it's not going to change the outcome of your day yeah but it's going to put like a different it's going to put strings and and a nice score as opposed to like ominous dark sounds yeah uh so the day will be the same but you'll interpret it differently because of the soundtrack and it actually like in buddhism i I believe the like it's very much the first step is just recognizing that you are doing that. I was just laughing at the thing that you said something that made me laugh so hard before this podcast. <laughs> if I thought they would get it at all. Yeah, it would take too much yeah, explaining. Yeah, it explained 45 minutes. Sorry, that's why I was laughing, though. Sorry. Um, but first you have to you know, acknowledge even that that's what's happening, which so many people don't do so they think that that is the truth and and i feel the temptation of that too i can really this morning was going in and out of really believing like i am broken i have no reason to have anxiety and i my body is broken it like has so much anxiety all like not all the time but enough where i'm like something is seriously wrong with me and no. and then like I start looking at the world as like like an unfriendly place like I'll I'll like picture it's like a depression ad like where you just picture yourself like pushing your daughter <laughs> in a swing at a park just joylessly 
which I'm laughing at just because that in my circumstance, like that's such an extreme, scary story. Like that's not what's even close to actually happening. I get it. But that isn't funny. And that definitely does happen and has happened to me. So, so like that's also no, a very image. serious it's, thing. It, no, I don't think you were being insensitive. Okay. It's the same as saying I'm a coyote with blood dripping down. my yeah. It's a metaphor. Yeah. But it's so, so it's painting the world all of a sudden, like in this gray hue, but nothing is different except for, my my inner world is then creating a story. My brain is cre- creating a story about a feeling that I have, and then it's creating like a mind state, the scoring behind what's happening. That's right. So the first step is just recognizing that that's what's happening. Meaning, however you are seeing the world right now, if it is really bleak, that doesn't necessarily mean that is true. That could just be your mind state. That's right. It's and like then- seaweed... You're coming out of the ocean in the morning and all the seaweed is clinging to you and you're just dragging it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, yeah. it, it's like a past feeling that you've identified with yeah. and therefore attached to. And then, it's of course, it's going to color everything. It's like when you really have to take a shit, everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. But instead of having to take a shit, you needed to like clear your mind and and recognize that every morning, every moment you're being pushed you're being pushed into the present. Yeah. There's like a momentum mm. to what's happening. Mm. You're on the the cutting edge, the knife's edge of reality. Yeah. You are as novel and as new and as present born as you've ever been, as anything has ever been. Mm-hmm. And the seaweed is dragging you away from that. And you go, no, I'm Steve, the guy that in junior high was caught with the photograph of the naked yak. And everyone <laughs> called me the yaksturbator. And I didn't, I had it for scientific purposes, but I guess I am a yaksturbator. They would ask me if I was yakking off. <laughs> you are the queen of my heart. And that's the seaweed. Yeah. And yeah. That, it's all the conflict we're saying. It's like, yes. Can we just, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a fabrication to go just drop in right here yeah. and now. Oh, that's what I did uh, on the drive home from acupuncture when I was kind of like, oh, do I, f- I feel anxious or whatever and playing the scary stories and then going, what is actually happening right now? That's right. If and- I wasn't sitting here, I'd be sitting somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but the other step, so you recognize it first and then it's, you guessed it, allow it, like allow it to be, don't try to change it right away. First, like see it, give it its, it's, you know, give, give it, it your full attention, give it, if you're an having audience. the pushing the, the child in a swing joylessly, say to your fear, Oh, darling, I know. Yeah. There's so much scary stuff. Yeah. You poor thing. Yeah. Please know that I hear that. Yeah. And please know that I will do everything I can to protect us. And we're in this together. That's it. That's so it, it keeps playing Phoebe Bridgers going like, who knows what the voice is? You're a fraud. Uh, you're a weirdo. You don't belong with those people. Whatever it might be, you're inadequate. Mm. Oh, darling, I too remember what it was like in junior high yeah. when everyone had a girlfriend except you. Yeah. I remember that. That still hurts us, doesn't yeah, it? Right. It's okay. Yeah. It's not happening anymore. Yeah. It's really, again, because I have the world's best therapist, it's so easy for me to. Well, I don't consider myself a therapist. <laughs> 
Um, it's easy for me to imagine she'll do this where if I'll, I'll like go spinning out, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I could have a panic attack any moment or whatever. I'll say something like that. And she'll be like, Oh, that's a scary story. Like, but like, it's not that there's maybe a way that somebody could do that, that it would sound condescending or something. It's not, it feels so loving and you remember like, that's just a scary story. And I do that for myself all the time. I, I did it this morning when I was playing out the joyless pushing Leela in a swing. I, I went like, oh, I know. That's scary. Yes. Or like if I'm thinking of a pa- past panic attacks I've had or something, I'll say like, I know that really scared you, huh? That was that really was so hard. That was yeah. very scary for you. That's and just funny. like acknowledging it and allowing it. And then eventually... After the tenderness comes and there's space around the feeling itself, you can then introduce new mind states. What kind of mind state do you want? And like call in a time that you felt that way. And, and your, cause your body also reacts to that. Mm. It's not just only reacting to the scary stories your brain is telling you. It's also reacting to the time. If you can be with, and really feel like you're in a time like one a go-to for me is like sitting by a bonfire with like all of my friends and I imagine them all looking at me lovingly and my body reacts to that too. Yeah. So, but I, the, the allowing is really essential because you don't want to just jump straight to I'm in a bad mind state. I'm going to totally override it and try to get into this good mind state, which is really popular in like at least like LA spirituality mm-hmm. um, or like more new age where it's just like you should be like setting your att- intention and like creating higher frequencies and it can it's like toxic positivity it can totally discount and and be a different way of denying the pain and the scary suffering that's happening in your body mm-hmm. So you first have to acknowledge that, that's right. and then and then that's right. Work on on and the happy Christmas score for that's right <laughs> for Elf. That's right. Yeah, let's not be phony, holy. Yeah. If you're mourning, mourn. If you're having some fear, have some fear. I had. I'm still having it as we're talking. I don't like when I hide from Leela. I woke up and the nanny, uh, the nanny Iris was about to take Leela to the park, and I was like. If I just stay in the bedroom for five more minutes, I'll avoid the the drama. Yeah. It'll be worse. She'll get sad. She'll yeah. cry and she'll not want to go. But right now I can hear her. She's happy and she wants to go. But it makes me feel so bad that I mm. am hiding sort of mm. from her for her own benefit. Yeah. But like I really want to say hi, but I'm like, it'll be easier. So I'm going to wait. And then all of the like, well, what if, what if something happened? All that. Like, yes. you got to go kiss her every moment you can. And I'm just like, yes. I'm still having some of... I'm I'm just sharing this to say, please don't misunderstand and think at least that I am a master of my mind. Mm -hmm. The reason I needed this conversation and the reason I'm still needing this conversation for solidarity I'm saying is like, I'm having a lot of unwanted thoughts today. Mm. And it's not like a... I can't just go, I know, darling, it is so... The world is so scary Sometimes you have to do it 50 times mm. before it really feels heard or extinguished, however you want to look at it. Yes. So I'm just, this is a process and a practice. And I just want everyone to know 
that um, don't mistake our enthusiasm for what we're saying as as mastery, and don't mistake if it doesn't work for you the first time, the first ten times that it doesn't that it doesn't work. Yeah. It, it's it's about drilling it into your consciousness yeah. that you can drop the seaweed. Yeah. But be be compassionate and be patient. I also wanted to get to sensitivity really quick. Sure. Um, I, I really have to pee, but I wanted to make this point. <laughs> it's okay, and then I'll read this poem. Great. Um, so something that came up and has been coming up uh, in my therapy this week was, like, I just, I realized how much I have this... I would say my core negative belief is I am weak or I'm too small or fragile for this world, which is very just child self stuff. Like I think all of us feel that way sometimes. And that's a good indicator that you identified with your child self. But I was telling my therapist, like there is a voice in my head. I don't always believe it, but that says like, God damn it. Like the more work I do, the more sensitive I am, like the Mm. more I feel everything. And like that, it feels like a sham. Yeah. It feels like it's making maybe life harder and it's making it, um, it makes, it makes me feel like I'm not, sometimes the, the voice will be like, I'm not getting stronger. I'm getting softer because I'm feeling Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And, she so brilliantly was just like, she doesn't always give like such strong opinions, but she was like, sensitivity is a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm. She went, what's the opposite of sensitivity? And I was like, insensitivity. She's like, that's not living. Like, you don't want to be insensitive. And, and there is like a belief that we have in uh, in our society in western society that we have to be like strong and have grit and and that more more accurately that strength means having grit and like pushing our feelings down for the sake of the job for the sake of like forward motion in specifically in like productivity mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about this the forward motion in the sake of like healing generational wounds. That's right. You know? Because uh, if you don't feel it, you just hand it to the next person. Exactly. You just hand it to Leela or, or yes. you give it to other people to process. Exactly. Yeah. And I really had this this image of like holding Leela and running and there were all of these like beasts chasing us. Mm. And I just am like sending her ahead like I realize like we're just gonna keep running until I die and then you're running from them mm-hmm. so like I'm like I have to put her down and send her ahead and turn around and just like face them and let them run through me and I realize they're like transparent you know they like yeah. they run through you like ghosts and you feel it you feel the impact the hit mm-hmm. but then they're Hello, gone Ruby. you're a sorceress <laughs> I love that. I mean, forgive me, but I was like, this sounds like something I would say. Like, oh. I lo- just because I, I love thinking in images like that. Yes, sure. And I, I so do too. I, it just went straight to me. I loved it. I'm so glad. Yeah, I... And the other thing was I happened upon a talk from Tara Brock, like when... So this was kind of the theme of the week. And she addressed a something... A Brock talk. Um, she 
addressed, I, we talked about this like a few episodes on the podcast of this idea of like the suffering of the world and feeling like I can't just always let that in because then I won't get anything done or like I'll just get clobbered by it. And so she was talking about opening your heart to the the world and said like some people think, well, my skin is already paper thin. If I allow this in, like I won't, it will be overwhelming. And she had a lot of great answers for that. But the one that really stood out for me was if you're seeing yourself as a separate self experiencing the suffering of the world or even a separate self experiencing your own suffering, then it will feel overwhelming because that's like a small self and it can't fit it fit fit it all. Um, I take fit it all. (laughs) You really shouldn't. Um, (laughs) But if you imagine yourself as being a vessel through which life flows, then you can let it in and it flows right back out. And it's your share of the collective suffering or your share of the collective, whatever it might be. Right, exactly. I, I mean, that's why sin, salvation, suffering, everything, looking at this as a solid, and I don't just mean like just traditional philosophical non-duality because we both have our issues with, with what that can lead to. Yeah. But when you can go, you are at home here and you are a vessel, like you just said, through which life flows, mm. it's sort of like the version of like God doesn't give you more than you can handle kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or you can just say, like, this is just your picking up your corner of this huge thing that we're all carrying. Yes. Okay. Last thing. As I'm just realizing, I thought this again on the drive home today. I was was thinking, like, this is partially um, inspired by my therapist as well, that evolution requires something some discomfort it just does like we don't change things unless we're uncomfortable or unless Mm -hmm. there's pain because why would you why would you and when i can get in touch with the part that really believes that i actually feel very grateful for i'll feel like so the level of anxiety that i have i go from telling the story of i should have no anxiety this is a flaw i am broken to, I just have like a little, like, just a tiny dose of anxiety all the time, which is enough to keep me interested in growth, interested in spirituality, interested in meditation and exercise and eating better. Like all of those things came from me trying to work with my anxiety. If I didn't have it, why would I do anything? As I already said, this is how the universe works. This is in the book, Thank God for Evolution. I thought of that. An asteroid hits the Earth, changes the quality of the air, and this leads to mammals. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what happens. Or the water is not producing enough hydrogen or whatever it might have been. There was a crisis of climate in the ocean, which leads to an animal walking out to get oxygen. Yeah. And that leads to everything we know. Like, Yep. All growth mm-hmm. and and much, I would say, equal to those first two examples. I had a show in development. They passed on it. And that day, I was filled with so much inspiration and drive because of the... It, I wouldn't really call it suffering. I would call it not being in control. Yeah. I wasn't in control. And it made me want to get back in the mix. Mm. When things just keep going your way... 
not much not much happens or changes. That's right. And actually, I have experienced years, like swaths of time, where I was so stoned all the time and had no conflict in my life and could just get whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it. And I didn't grow at all. Right. <laughs> Those were kind of wasted years. <laughs> that's that's what I wrote. My I, I know I've said this before, but I had a problem. Well, it was back when I was getting drunk and stoned, probably because I was lonely, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. when I am alone, sometimes I don't, I like being alone, but then sometimes at night I have that little devil in me that's like, well, you're alone. Do something that like you don't want other people to see. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get drunk and stoned and order a pizza. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that enough, this is before we were living together, that I had to write myself a note. And I said, these aren't classic nights. <laughs> and I just thought that was such a funny way that it came out. <laughs> Dipshit. These are- <laughs> right. It's such a, it's so condescending. Yes. I know you think it's like where life is. Yes. But it's not. It's not. And allowing the not getting your way or the suffering of loneliness mm-hmm. might lead to, guess what, dipshit? Making a friend. Yeah. It's like instead of jerking it to porn, you might let that need carry you into the real world and that's mm-hmm. how you met your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you were vulnerable enough to listen to your suffering and to allow the solution to be outside of yourself. Yeah. That's what intimacy is. That's what vulnerability is. And that's a good place to start any type of relationship. Friendship, work relationship, romantic relationship. Your relationship with life. That's right. <laughs> like opening to life. This is in my dinner with Andre. It's like he, he t- they're talking about electric blankets and Andre is like, I would never get an electric blanket because he's like being, there's nothing wrong with being cold. If, if you're not going to die, like feeling cold, maybe it leads you to get up and get another blanket. Now you're cozy on the couch with two blankets, or maybe you have to snuggle with your partner because yeah. you're being vulnerable enough to let your, your need. I'm cold be yeah. met by life wow. instead of be wiped out by a convenience. And mm. by the way, I'm king of this. This is what uh, Postmates is, Amazon oh, is. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah. is, is, so I'm not saying I use both of those every single day. Yes. Uh, but like convenience, porn is a convenience in a sense. Mm-hmm. I'm horny now. I want to see this. It'll show you that and you can masturbate. Mm-hmm. So that's a convenience. But when we allow the discomfort to remain with us, mm. I already said this, be vulnerable enough to let life and humanity and relationship solve your needs instead of because if it's a game of just whack-a-mole i'm hungry i order food mm-hmm. i'm horny i look at porn i'm tired i drink coffee mm-hmm. like you're just hitting whack-a-moles mm-hmm. zoom out you're alone in an arcade and you have all these tickets and and they're worthless yeah as opposed right. to like put down the game and walk around the arcade and meet somebody named phil who <laughs> plays the recorder but it's like dope <laughs> Have you ever heard someone play the recorder, but it's dope? Phil. <laughs> Phil does. All right, He's the one get, guy. Let's get out of here. All right. I have to piece so I do, bad. too. I do, too. Whew. Here's the poem. I'll read it real quick. Unless you want to read it. No, I want you to read it. All right. I, I get to listen. It's Mary Oliver. No surprise. It's called I Worried. Oh, I'm going to wait for the music here. I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? Was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? 
Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it, and I am, well, hopeless. Is my eyesight fading, or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, dementia? Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing, and gave it up, and took my old body, and went out into the morning, and sang. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Sorry it's always Mary Oliver, but... But also not sorry at all. Sorry not. Sorry not sorry. Sorry not sorry. All right. Now... Ooh, it really got me. That one's good. Um... Shout out to me for figuring out how to say rheumatism in real time. Yeah. For some reason I know that one because of arthritis. Oh, yeah. All right. Keep it crispy. Nice fade out. Thank you.